Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing because Jesus has already extended healing to us. And sometimes it's our job to step in and receive it. I am so glad you're here. We are currently in a series right now on divorce prevention. And in this episode, we're talking about engagements and broken engagements. My dad was engaged before he dated and later married my mother. And he shares that story and the importance of the engagement time in just leaning in and learning about one another and doing it really intentionally. Enjoy this episode and um, be blessed. So since it's almost your birthday, we're sort of thinking about these things. Would you be here? Would I be here? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Right. We're, We're talking about the what ifs. And oh Man. my goodness. Yeah, talking about what ifs is can be a dangerous and slippery slope, but that it can also st- have a step back and be like, wow, God, you're so yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Well, precisely. You're so good because you've you've worked all things together for our good. And yeah. And so today we're talking about engagements and and broken engagements. What is an engagement? Why is it important? Why don't you just date someone and then hop into marriage. It's an important thing. So thinking about your birthday, we got to thinking about all of the unbelievable alignments that have to happen for us to be and for you to be born and for you to be here. One of them fitting into this story, right? So Yeah, because you're my dad. True. And you made choices to... Marry my mom. Yes. Also, and to stay mom, married. And to stay married. <laughs> Thank you for doing that, by the way. That gives me hope that it's possible. And, and you know, of course, mom made choices as well to mm-hmm. marry you. You know, it's not a one size fits all, like, or one person making a decision. It's a two way street, as everybody knows in relationships, just like it's a two way street for people to remain married. But I'm so grateful, obviously, that you married my mom, Jill. She's coming on the podcast soon, by the way. I've People ask me all the time, when is your mom coming on the podcast? She's coming. Yeah, She's going to do it. I have, she will do great. I have, a couple, um, I have a couple amazing episodes in line. And um, yeah, yeah looking for, I'm She'll looking have, forward to that. Have, you guys will have fun. Yeah. But that... You'll have to pop in on those two, though. Speaking to that, that almost wasn't. The you, you marrying mom? Yeah. 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 Okay, so it's just some context for listeners. Um, where I was brainstorming this series with you, and I was th- I I was just saying, yeah, I I wanted to um I want to do an episode on engagements and the importance of that series being a series the, the divorce prevention yes. series, um, which is essentially how to have a thriving marriage, and and as I was I was talking to you about that, and I was like, yeah, I just want to have I want to have this episode because so many people consider. They, or what they can do is consider engagements as serious as the covenant, as the covenant of marriage. Right. They think I'm engaged, therefore I am married, I've made a commitment. But really, it's just a promise to make a promise. Right. And and I was saying this to you and you were like, I mean, what did you say? <laughs> you said, well, I was engaged before mom. And I was like, oh my goodness, I completely forgot about that. You did know that story. I knew the story, but, but it wasn't on the forefront of my mind because I wasn't around (laughs) that time, obviously. Um, and just, and, um, yeah. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective on that because you have had an engagement 
and then it was called off. Right. And that was before mom, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, a long and fun and hard and yeah. very interesting story and, and in, intersects so much with my relationship with your mom. Um, but I, I do think that's very, very significant to distinguish engagement from marriage. And I think in our culture, we see it's almost like it, things sort of evolve, like defining the relationship sort of evolves instead of having clear defined hmm. boundaries, which I think is much healthier and more biblical Interesting to distinguish that when you make a covenant in marriage, when you are standing in front of your community and before God and someone says, uh, do you promise and in whatever form the vows take, but you make yeah. those promises in front, something miraculous really does happen. It does. That yeah. Didn't happen and didn't exist before those words. Hmm. And I think we've kind of lost that. And therefore, we, we see engagement as just a part of a continuum. And it actually is a different state. It's a different, mm. different state of being. Uh, I think you've said it before. You know, there's the, there's the sort of solitary or single season in our life. Yeah. And then if we have a special relationship established where you you meet someone and you think, you know what, we really want to explore this. Yeah. You, you step across a line and you say, okay, we are going to officially explore this. I think that's a, this is a good yeah. time to do that and define it as that. As like, you're, you are my boyfriend. Yes. I am your girlfriend. Yes. And so okay. we are going to be exclusive and actually kind of try on this relationship yeah. and ask the serious questions and go have fun and go through... Uh, serious conversations about certain topics. And, and you're going to you meet my about family. Yeah. And... yeah, you try all that on. Yeah. Then you hit the moment to say, okay, I think this really is the person I'm going to make covenant with for life. And while we're yes. on the planet, we're going to agree uh, until death us do part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we have this, and, and the engagement process goes back into lots of cultures. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, there was engagement. Mary and Joseph were engaged yeah. Before they actually made their marriage covenant. Yeah. So it's a it is a very important step to move from kind of boyfriend girlfriend into engagement. In our culture, you know, you get a ring and you get down on one knee. Yeah. The, there's yeah. the hidden photographer right. and <laughs> then there's a big party. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It is a big deal. And, and it's and it's and it's important. It's an important step in the progression of the relationship. But it's not evolutionary as much as it is it moves from into a different state i think a state in the relationship a state a state in the relationship that is a different category and different things happen yes to us and through us we work on different projects when we're in that well but and i mean to another level of that for a lot of people when they get engaged it's like great wedding wedding planning mode yes and and you know we we heard last week from um, from Sid Veenstra and he's and and he kind of talked about that about how okay you're spending all of this time um, going through and and all of this money preparing for a wedding why not prepare for the actual marriage right right That's which is the actually essence what... of what engagement should be yes so I think for a lot of people you know just going back to what we talked about last week is that the that state can be confusing for people thinking like oh i already know i want to marry you so now i plan the wedding and i buy the dress and right. we you know 
we and it does include that and includes, it does and it, it includes should. the practical things like okay where are we going to live and we're planning our budget and and the wedding which is the it's step the party. through the door yeah yes um but it is i mean i think um Sid Veenstra's point is really, really well taken yes. that we spend far more time in our culture thinking and focusing on the wedding, thinking that's the end. It's time actually and just money. The door. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my it's crazy, gosh. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I actually think that the engagement, this comes out of my own experience, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll vet, talk out, about. vet out in a little bit, but I actually think it's kind of like, it's sort of like the crash test season of the relationship. Like you, in the engagement, I think what ends up happening psychologically in us is we're we're going okay. I'm making a decision to. I'm making a decision to spend my life with this person. I'm promising to make a promise before I make the promise. Let's see what this relationship can, can withstand. What what it yeah. can endure. And so we put it through a crucible. I think psychologically we go there, and push it to its limit. During, because it should be, it, we should do yeah. that. We should, we should really push on it from every angle. Yeah. If anything could be shaken, it should be shaken. And and the Bible says everything that can be shaken will. And that which <laughs> is, that which stands, well, it stands. It's good. It's built on something endurable. Yeah. So actually, the engagement should be that time when we like give the relationship a really good shake, crash it against yeah. the wall, and see what happens. Otherwise, you're going to get into marriage, and right. things will be shaken, right. and, and they will. Right. Absolutely. And there's things that there's things in an engagement. Right. Or there's things in marriage that that can't be shaken in in an engagement. Right. Right. Because Because you're in because of the level of it. Yeah. You're in the covenant now. But 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 to but to put. Yeah. Like you're saying, just to put it in an intentional time of saying, no, we're really going to test this. Yeah. Because this is serious. And to be able to say. It's not covenant yet. Yeah. We fully intend to exactly. make a covenant, but because it's not covenant yet, Can, then we, if it's not right, it's not a shamed thing to walk away. Yeah. It really isn't. I mean, it's, it's, it'd be, it might be heartbreaking. It might be very disappointing. It might be very costly if we've spent, yes. you know, but yeah. it's not shameful to change our minds. Yeah. Because what's happened is that the pressure of that has revealed something that hadn't been revealed prior and it's far better to do it here than oh then then in a marriage and yeah. then and then you have to get divorced so so there's there's a breakup is not a divorce right exactly and and a called off engagement is serious yes and it's painful it's going to be so hard it's basically a serious breakup it is yeah, yeah. And, and it's and got, it's going to be it's going to be excruciating but it's far better yep. To call off an engagement yep. than to get married and yep. then have to and then have to get divorced. And there are, you know, we have some uh some good processes that are naturally in the engagement sequence. Yeah. That if if we really let them build up the pressure can really test it. So pre marriage counseling is something yeah. that in most cases most people probably go through some form of that. Yeah. And what happens in that pre-marriage counseling is you're forced to address certain issues, something like a prepare and enrich, which is an inventory. I think mm-hmm. Sid talked yep, about that, right? Does, yeah. So that's a really great process where you get to see where you're different from your future, potentially yep. future spouse, where you're the same, where you hold the same values and 
that's really important to see that up front. And then you get projects to work on. Like you get, go yeah, talk about you do. that. Like go talk Make about it. Make your dates. If you're going to go out to dinner, uh, focused around. Yeah. And when I did pre-marriage counseling, when I was a pastor, that's what, what we would do is, you know, take them through preparing and rich yeah. and say, okay, your assignment for the next day is go talk about finances, and your philosophy of finance, because yeah. that came up as a red flag in your preparing and rich. Right. So you but put it, yourself in that crucible. At the same time, Yes, a, a, a third party person can say, hey, this is a this is maybe a red flag or this is something that you might need to address. But the couple still has to do the work to oh. actually do it. And yes. and I I don't know if a lot of people actually do. Right. I mean, so I, I think a lot of people do that. But I think it's it's easy for some people just to coast through relationships. Well, and in the engagement, um, I think it's quite common for people to think it's too late. To I already really got down on this. one knee. Yeah, it, it's too late to really second guess this. I'm yeah. too far in now. So all of the second guesses or the thoughts or hmm. the questions get suppressed. When right. actually in the engagement season, it should, it should be the opposite. <laughs> it should yeah. be we're gonna we're actually gonna bring these all to the surface. Right. And I and I think the you know the family, the extended family, your friends. Yep. Your extended community all need to be part of, and and I'm not suggesting here that you beat the relationship up. I know it sort of sounds like that well, with what I'm saying, but you do want you want to put it under pressure as much as possible you to do. see does this. Does what, it what is it? What does it look like? Does it come out you know like a china plate, which under the heat comes out more beautiful? Yeah. Or if you stick a piece of wood in there, it is goes it to ashes. Out? You know. Yeah. So. Um, you need to put the relationship through the fire and it, and it will be, uh, in the engagement period. Yeah. If we'll listen, it can be, it can refine it and fire it in a good way. Okay. So I want to hear your story with this because clearly I forgot that you were engaged yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so yeah. you, so this was in college. So I was, yes, I was in college and, um, and, uh, yes, met. I met a girl. We had um, a lot of a lot of things in common. We had some things that weren't in common, but we had some common ways of looking at life hmm. and, and commitment to Jesus and common interests. Um, and found myself again. This is where the lack of defining the relationship, I think, is really it, it, it's a. Uh, it's cause for trouble. Hmm. You, you kind of evolve yourself into a commitment. And I, as I looked back and I thought about, Interesting. I thought about um, uh, how I was going to talk about this. I, yeah. If I was doing a sort of, and it's a long time ago. Yeah. But if I was thinking about it again, I, I think we evolved our way into being a couple and evolved our way into commitment without really hmm. clearly defining it. The other thing was we were isolated hmm. and kind of pulled away from people that were in both of our lives and did the relationship pretty much solitary, okay. which isn't yeah. very much like me. Yeah. And I don't think even too much like her, but, um, but there was something in the relationship, something in the relationship. Kind of, yes. What happened? Yes. Yeah. And so I think we were away from feedback. We were away from, um, I think a marriage, a healthy marriage is actually it's something that involves everybody. You're not just married to that person. I you're married totally to their family. Agree. You're married to their friends. And I think by that's why we that was invite the, people. The to first weddings. mistake we made was isolating hmm. the relationship as 
a couple thing and not a wider thing. And I had lots of great people in my life and I think she did too, but somehow, and I don't know whether there was this subtle awareness. There probably was that Mm. if we put it to the test of others, maybe it wouldn't survive that. What did it, did it come out like, Oh, they won't understand us or something. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Possibly. Or, um, yeah, and and I think the other was was possibly just a time allocation. Oh and, right, yeah. And almost a kind of yeah. we didn't have time if we we're going to really focus on the relationship. Um, we don't have time for anybody else. I think that's partly huh. just a rationality yeah. Yeah. of it. But the the negative outcome of that was not having mirrors around. Like if you have mirrors around the room, you sort of, oh, that's what my hair looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. But if you have mirrors around the room, you go, oh, that's what that relationship huh. looks like. Or that's what, that's how I see her responding to that person. Or she sees me responding. And we, we see the individual as other than they are just in our relationship. And yeah. I think you get blind to flaws and you get blind to yellow flags. Mm-hmm. But if you're in community, you can't hide a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So that, I think, is a key part of, of a relationship development. It's certainly an engagement. Hmm. But very often, in the engagement period, we become more isolated. And I think that's what happened in this. Interesting, is we yeah. we really became more isolated and therefore away from other people's eyes to go, well, that wasn't very healthy. Or, yeah. And so um, Anyway, I, I think the what I would say is the relationship evolved and we sort of found ourselves engaged hmm. as opposed to... It was to, like this natural progression Yes, of, as opposed to... Well, this is what you do. Right. You date and then you get right. engaged and, and, and you the, get married. The relationship sort of, sort of grows and it has to keep growing somewhere. Right. And so it just kind of evolved into this instead of, of uh, recognizing, okay, we're stepping across a threshold into a time of deliberately um, putting the relationship to the test, which is Hmm. what I actually think a formal engagement needs to be. This is the time to test a potential covenant. And we didn't do that. Interesting. And, um, and so, um, I think it became a a very subjective relationship instead of objective, Hmm. like subjective into how we were each feeling instead of the objective of someone else being able to speak into it. Gotcha. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so, so. And and then what there there was a testing of the relationship. Yes, there was it yes. was put under the fire. Well, well, I think there were there were there was growing anxiety in both of us about the relationship. Just I don't think we even identified it as that. Hmm. I just think there was a lack of peace. Hmm. And that created tension then um that we didn't really I don't think we're mature enough. Yeah. We didn't have objective eyes around us to point out what's really causing this. Interesting. There were questions. And looking back, I realized I had questions about the relationship and whether this was right. But I'm thinking, I'm too far into this. Wow. And and so I suppressed the questions and just kind of plowed on thinking, yeah. this is like, okay, I... This is what I've chosen. This is, you know, I just need to, nobody's, you know, I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. The relationship's not perfect, but we'll work to get better. And just kind of push all that away and think, um, well, this is sort of the lot in life. And, and, 
and all that peace instead of being a symptom like oh i've got pain in my ankle i should yeah. probably look at that no yeah. i'm just gonna work all no, we'll the harder just keep going yeah and then the irritation just gets worse and worse and i think that's mm -hmm. actually what happened was we both had questions like this isn't right but we were too far into we we've committed to each other we'd committed to other people that we were committed to each other <laughs> yeah that's the whole that's, that's and, a then whole other and then you're thinking it. it would be shameful and i think shame plays a big role it did in me it's mm -hmm. it has in my life if i look back and i don't know that i would have even known this until very recently what a role that shame played mm -hmm. in managing or sort of enslaving my life yeah um so that I think was a big part of it. And yeah. that's, that was the sense of the understanding that engagement in everybody's eyes, I thought in everybody's eyes and therefore in mine, that it was permanent instead yeah. of the permission to like, okay, let's really put this thing under the, under the microscope, under mm -hmm. the pressure gauges of, of like the real life pressures of life and then, yeah. and then see it. Hey guys, I'm quickly interrupting this episode to tell you about the sponsor of this episode today, Twin Cities Headshots. If you know me, maybe you're thinking, hmm, that name sounds familiar. Well, it's true <laughs> because Twin Cities Headshots is actually my photography company. Without Twin Cities Headshots, I could not be doing what I do. The podcast, I mean. <laughs> I need to pay the bills and Twin Cities Headshots does that. We have been around for six and a half years, me and my business partner, and we are passionate about giving marketing and branding photography to companies and individuals. So if you are a business owner, if you're an actor, if you just have a blog, we can really show and showcase what your brand is in your photos. And we're really passionate about doing that. So if you'd like more information about Twin Cities Headshots, just go over to TwinCitiesHeadshots.com and look at all of our information there. So grateful for Twin Cities Headshots and also so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for my dad. So let's just uh, stop talking about headshots and get back into this episode. The, the saving grace for me was actually um, three people, though I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I didn't put myself in a place where it was easily accessible. Hmm. Three different people spoke directly into my life and challenged wow. the um, assumptions. Well, two of, the, of them of the relationship. Yeah, and and of the relationship itself. Wow. Right. And so these were people that loved. Two of them were people that really cared about me personally. Yeah. And then we were going through, we went through an engagement counseling process, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But the first was actually a college professor who was a, <laughs> uh, he was somebody that, I mean, I really enjoyed his classes and he, he really had been a part of, of, of my spiritual development. I mean, hmm. he really, he, it was a, a Bible professor and we developed a, a lot of conversations outside of class. And, yeah. And so it was really, he, he welcomed that as a, like a welcome to relationship. Cool. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was very, it was a very sp uh, special relationship prior to this. Yeah. So it was like sense, a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. In I, a sense? I, I, I was never officially that, Okay, yeah. but I mean, I didn't like meet with him on a regular basis or anything. It was just, yeah. uh, there was trust there outside of just listening to him lecture. I yeah. Mean, we had, a, yeah. we had a real relationship. That's great. And, um, and he, as he was just observing 
from a distance. The college I went to, we mm-hmm. went to, was, was small enough, but I, he could watch the relationship. And and he just asked one day, this is quite a ways into the engagement, he asked if he could just, hey, can we just go for a walk? And and, and we did, and I still remember you know, where it was on the, on the college campus. We sat down on this bench, and he just started asking me questions about my assumptions in the relationship, hmm. what the source was of those assumptions. I yeah. mean, this is kind of the way he thought anyway, yeah. right? He sort of dissected the way he would do, you know, literary analysis. Yeah, or something. yeah. But, but he was doing that to he your was doing relationship. That to me. Yeah, he and he was he was he was becoming uh he was asking questions I should have asked and probably would have even to somebody else, but never did to myself. Hmm. And he asked me about behavior in the relationship of like how we deal, dealt with conflict. And then he really probed into what do, what do you really feel about this? And wow. and so it didn't, I didn't arrive at anything yeah. at the end of that conversation. What I did was he was forcing me to ask questions that I had decided I couldn't ask. Wow. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think I had a right to ask those questions because I was committed to the engagement, right. but he was like, no, you have a right. You not just have a right. You have an, a, a responsibility to ask these questions now. So he, yeah. he was challenging the assumption that I was already married. Interesting. Okay. Like if you're committed, you're committed. Right. But he's saying if you're committed to the engagement, then you better be committed to ask these questions. Absolutely. And so, so it really was a paradigm shift about what this time was. You know, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. It, it, it surfaced to the conscious level hmm. that I, he, the questions he was asking, I was actually asking myself. I didn't know I could. Wow. Yeah. You didn't have a, yeah. you didn't have a, a reason to, or, or I didn't perm- have permission. You didn't, you didn't give yourself permission I didn't to give do myself it. Permission. Or even somebody else didn't give you permission yep. to do it. Yep. The, the other, um, and this came probably like the same week. If I'm, if I remember back, I think it was the same week. Um, my cousin, Jeff, who you, you know, very yeah. well, he's like, he's, he's like, your brother, he's like my brother. Yeah. We grew up together, uh, for, in so many ways. And yeah. we've been in each other's life since we were little Yeah, in every stage of each other's life. He's the only person in my life who's been really with me at every stage. Yeah. Even my, even my parents, there've been times when yeah, there's, uh, it's just, it's the, a, the relationship it's a, it is, changes. It is the close. Yeah. Yeah. He has seen all of the developments and, and, and walked with me and I've walked with him in that. So anyway, all that to say, he pulled me aside. He was also going to the same college and he also pulled me aside. And for him, it was much more personal. It wasn't the objective like questions. It was, and Jeff is not assertive in, or he's, he's assertive. He's not overtly opinionated right or, yeah or, um i mean he's not um um he's not like he's not an imposing person he's he would not never like imp- i'm telling you what to do no no he's he, not like that but he in this he was he was he was the boldest i'd ever heard him up to that point and maybe since then <laughs> with this does not seem right for you wow he, he was like you are not at peace he was he was seeing the symptoms of my anxiety. Interesting. And he was saying, if this was good, 
there would be there would be joy on the other side, even yeah. in the pain. He was saying, "This isn't good for you. Wow. You are not in yeah. a you're not in healthy soil." Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the fruit of it. The fruit is not peace. It's not joy. Totally. It's not. It there seemed to be a heavy cloud around my life that yeah. only he could. He knew me well enough to say, "This isn't the best of you." Hmm. And, and it's so not bringing out the best. It's not to bring out the. Therefore, you, and you need, don't have hope in having it be right, the best for you. Right. <laughs> therefore, like so. Whereas I, you know, the, my professor was really uh, anal, analyzing this objectively and looking at these objective questions you need to address. Hmm. For Jeff, it was very. Um, it's it was peace. There didn't seem to be shalom and connected yeah. to this relationship. So it was more. It was more personal with Jeff. Yes. And more about more about intellectually. Yes. These are the things that you can address. So when when those two people came up to you, you could have gotten <laughs> defensive. Yeah, I didn't with either of them. Actually, that's really interesting. What it what it did actually is, there, there was a, a really painful relief in me, the relief wow. of of wait a minute, somebody is actually putting some words and some questions to the two sides of doubt that I had. I hmm. really, and, and, and so it was, what was happening was that it, this was coming up to the, it was yeah. pulling things up to yeah. the surface. Now, simultaneous to this, we were going through engagement counseling. Your premarital counseling. And, and so the first session of that, and I, and actually to be really honest with you, I don't remember what sequence this was in. Okay. But I know it was all happening. Because it was at the another same life. <laughs> yeah, it was all happening at the same time. Okay. So I don't know whether the, this counseling encounter or the conversations hap- happened first or whatever. But the point is. There was a, there was a all, third encounter. They were all, the third encounter was uh, really the thing that probably blew it, blew the whole okay. thing up. I actually do think it had to have been afterwards. Okay. Because. Because it felt the most because, important Because, well, to I, th- I do think. It, um, it was the fracture of what happened. So, hmm. um, we went to we went to counseling and we had barely sat down. So it was you and the fiance. Yes, and okay. and the counselor, literally barely sat down, and he looked <laughs> directly at me and he said, "So, how are you feeling about this relationship?" Oh no! <laughs> and I and I said, "Oh, I am." really i'm really confident that this is yeah good that was what i said and he fired back like you know there's different therapy um like approaches different yep. ways like you know some some therapy approaches are very affirming how do you feel about you, that <laughs> yeah or or is that right okay now tell me more yeah <laughs> but 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 his particular um and he told me about it later, you know, Gestalt theory or whatever it was. He, um, as soon as I said, I feel very confident about this relationship, he said, and I can still see his eyes, and he oh, just no. kind of leaned up in his chair and he goes, You do not. Oh my gosh. And Bold when he mess. said that, when he said that, I don't know whether he was like testing me, but his assumption was whatever we say, we're covering something up. Wow. Right. And so he was, he was testing whether I was covering anything up. Right. And when he, when he challenged back my statement, making the assumption, I was probably lying to myself. 
I still remember the floor fell out from under me and it was literally like the blood drained from my face. Hmm. And I, I had nothing to say. And I knew at that point the torpedo had hit the ship. Wow. Because the certainty which I projected. Yeah. You know, those, the, those three encounters attacked that hmm. perceived certainty. And so all of a sudden it brought all this uncertainty up to the, the conscious level. And all of a sudden I realized I am not certain. I haven't asked these tough questions. I haven't really looked at the peace of my soul. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and from that point, the inevitability that the trajectory of this relationship was in decline. That's what I saw was hmm. this is not getting better. It's getting less certain. And, and I, I could see right then where this was headed. Which was not a good place. <laughs> and well, it was good. Well, not a good place for the, it wasn't a good place for the relationship. It was, it was good because it was where it should have gone. Yes. Because it wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't right. the right thing at the right time for, either the of right us as people. individuals and, yeah. and and simultaneously this is all i'm speaking from my experience yes yeah. now she was having her own experiences yes, of, of we, uncertainty we can't have we we're I not i don't have her story we don't have her story but but i i know that she was going through her own process of uncertainty this was not one of us being uncertain and the other super certain right so there were there were questions underlying questions that she had as well totally but the nature of the relationship was just that we didn't have, we weren't really honest with each other or with ourselves. Yeah. I guess out of all this, I mean, is there a, sort of a moral to the story? It's that people around us will see, you know, like, like sort of the analogy of, you know, see that your hair sticking up or yeah. see that you have broccoli in your teeth. Somebody can say, hey, you better, you better you deal, better with, deal that. with that. Because yeah. we don't see it alone. Life is a team sport. It's actually out of love that we're telling people there's broccoli in their teeth. Yes. Because yes. Because we, we, we need one another to, yes. to point out those things yes. so that it can avoid humiliation yeah. and shame further down but the line. But you know, it's really, really hard because we want the people in our life to be happy, right? Like you, mm, yeah. we want this relationship where we sort of hope it's good. We, we love love. We want yeah. people to be happy. And yes. The, but the, if there are legitimate I actually think even the best relationships need the toughest questions. So even yeah. if this was a really, really good relationship, those questions all should they have been should be asked. asked. Yeah, and I think, I think in my relationship with your mom, our relationship, we we did that. Yeah, I, I think probably not as, and I think as I said in our last that last episode, I think there were things we. We didn't get to yeah. early on in a relationship that would have been healthier for us. That's been years later that we've had to get to. Right. Them. But we still went to, um, we opened up our relationship much more to other people. Yeah. To family, mm -hmm. to community. We actually, you know, involved people and say, what do you see in this relationship? Yeah. And, um, that I think that was that paved the way for a much healthier process. But yeah, it's almost like not not managing the perception of the relationship to other people. Yes, allowing that's people really good. allowing people to actually see it for themselves yeah. rather than saying, "Oh, this is actually what's happening." Yeah, but involving people in it. So there, so there's something that you said about this particular kind of counseling or this therapy approach. 
that whatever you say is actually covering something up and that's shame. So what that, what that, what this particular therapy, it sounds like it's doing is, is it's exposing shame. It's exposing the thing that you're hiding Yeah, in a way, you know? And the, um, the spin job that we do on ourselves, I think, uh, I actually think the, um, and again, I, I think this had to do with the, the sort of evolving way that the commitment happened. I sort of found myself committed to her and she found Mm. herself committed to me instead of there being very distinct markers where that commitment, where the thresholds were. Yeah. Right. And so that what that therapist did was put his finger on the fact that I had questions myself. Yeah. About the validity of this relationship. But I found myself evolved into it. Hmm. And so and again, what what this was, was the assumption it's already too late. And so um, that, that was... Because I'm already committed. Because I'm already committed into the engagement meant I'm already committed in marriage. That was a faulty yeah. view of marriage yes. and a faulty view of engagement. And if there's yeah. any moral to the story out of all this, it's engagement is not marriage. It's very serious. Yep. But it's the time to open up the relationship for thorough examination. Further thorough examination yes. like there yes. should be examination before you get before, engaged right. too but it's an extra level right there's a there's there's an extra weightiness to it right. that's saying this is where we're headed right there could be potential children involved right. there's families i mean we're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a party <laughs> so let's yep you know it's it's a huge huge step i i, I think that i'm a better individual because I'm married to your mother. And I think that almost is the test of this, Hmm. right? Does marriage should be about um, magnifying our own identity in Jesus and our destiny and what he intends us to be like the, that person is the one person that God uses most in this world to hone my intended self who does god yeah, intend refine me to be? us and so that's a really good question to ask yeah. during engagement is am i coming closer to the person god intends me mm. to be and actually we need to ask that of other people we like do. the people around like does this relationship do good things for me yeah <laughs> like yeah and do i am i doing good things for this other person yeah so what's coming out? Like, so, what's the fruit? Exa- what is the fruit? What is the fruit of myself personally? Yes. It, because I've been spending so much yep. time with this person. Yep. And this is this is so challenging for me because I want to be able to lovingly go to people like that. Yeah. That are engaged. Yeah. And if I'm seeing things, I would love to be able to be that person yeah. lovingly. Yeah. To say things not out of pride, but humility. So, you know, at, on almost every wedding, you know, the best man and the, and the maid, of honor. maid of honor stand up and give speeches and they say, um, oh, you know, I love you guys together and you do such good things for each yeah. other. And both. Yeah. Well, I actually think in the engagement, those conversations, like uh, the, the man should go to the, to the woman who's going to be the maid of honor and say, is my fiance 
better? Is she more herself because of me? Like mm-hmm. let let yes. them say I that ahead l- of time. That. Do you see do you see what yes. I'm saying? And to and go there and be like, actually invite this, it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of I, like so in an engagement, invite the feedback instead of instead of have this these walls that are built up where you're really and again that was a major miscue on hmm. on my part. Yeah. We actually set walls up and made it hard for that kind of feedback to happen. And you people didn't, had you to didn't allow permission people had to go. Those three, well, the two guys had to go out of their way in an uncomfortable way to initiate yeah. challenge to me. I didn't yeah. invite it. I didn't go to them and say, Jeff, what do you, what do you, what do you, think what do you see here? Yeah. Which would have been way better. Yeah. It's a very important step. There's a reason we don't just, we don't just date and then randomly get married. That an engagement time is, is very important. Yeah. And at least in our culture. Now there are yeah. cultures where people never meet and they put them in marriages. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, but in some cultures, the families do the vetting, right? Yeah. It's in most cultures. I mean, I was joking about doing that with you. I was like, <laughs> you guys just, just like do it but, for me. But I don't want to do that because I know I need to make the choice, right, and that right. other person needs to make and the choice. And, and in our particular culture, that's not what we're talking it's about. Not, what no. we are, what we are saying though, is about giving people who in other cultures pretty much vet that out and do that decision giving them a chance yeah. to speak in i think a load of problems will be will be solved if we do that a yeah. lot of faulty relationships will be unearthed like the, the fault lines yeah. in the foundation will be revealed and i think i that. think that would save divorces yes it would it'd save divorces people... by by not having the marriage to exactly begin with. Or think, by being able to fix the problem before the marriage. Yes. Like I, we want to say that. Like there's actually, it's not always to end in no. In that the that's, engagement that's really breaks up. Point. That's a, a really A lot of times point. it's just like, oh, I have this blind spot. Let's get that fixed. Let's do it now. Yep. yep. And then, I mean, and then, yeah. <laughs> have somebody else speak into that. Somebody who loves us, that yep. knows us really yep. well. And then an impartial third party, yep. like a premarital counselor, Precisely. that can speak in and say, objectively, these are the things that yep. I see. And and those might be things like hurts we're carrying over from yeah. another part in our life. Family of origin. Or fears or other shame issues. Yeah. And that stuff in Jesus can get fixed before Amen. lunch. <laughs> Right. I mean, it can. Yeah. It's not like yeah. it's not like we have to. Oh, every time we surface something, it, it will inevitably blow up the relationship. No. God's I, a God of redemption absolutely. and healing, and that's what absolutely. He wants to but, do. But the engagement season is for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe that there is a. I don't believe in soulmates. I I think I think that God can lead us to somebody. Yes. And we have to choose that person. That person has to choose us as well. Yep. And so there's, there's, you know, so much to that, but in, in an engagement time, there's also an opportunity to say, actually, do I want this? Yes. Not just, is it right? But do I want it? And and actually, I mean, you jokingly, you were saying about the soulmate thing in a way that actually is a pagan idea. It comes from, you know, platonic philosophy and the Gnostic philosophy that there's these pre-existing pieces of us. Right. And yes. there's this reincarnation okay. yeah. and there's another half of me somewhere. You my soulmate. Me. Right. That's and garbage. That's, that is, yeah, that is not a Judeo-Christian view of reality. No. Because it, it no. takes out the, the, the power of covenant love. 
Yes. That that we actually have a choice in it. That's another topic. Yeah, that is another topic. But it's good to have that. It's good to have that foundation and that perception or the, yeah, just that, that theology when we're talking about engagements, because it doesn't mean that like, oh, well, I'm stuck with this person because they complete me. Yep. The other thing is that, is that the understanding from a, a Christian perspective that marriage is not eternal. Marriage is an earthly state. And once we're, whatever, whatever heaven is, which we own little pieces and Mm -hmm. bits of it, whatever our resurrected life is. Yeah. You know, whether, you know, some Christians believe we really do go permanently to heaven. Others that that uh, the heavenly state is a temporary time until we come back and rule with Jesus on mm-hmm. earth. Whatever it is, go read Revelation. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's and the point is, it's a good thing, and it, we live happily ever after. Yeah, that's what matters. <laughs> but actually, marriage is for this form of our existence. Yeah. And it's a covenant where we really practice being what Jesus and the church are together. Mm-hmm. And we just get to live that out. And it's the place where our characters are honed and we learn to love and we learn to lay our lives down. And yeah. we have families and raise yep. children and and all these. But therefore, marriage is not the end. It's a servant to the end of God working in our character and yeah. practicing to be our eternal selves, which is to be the bride of Christ. Hmm. So uh, I don't mean to take the the onus off the seriousness of marriage, but it's, it, um, it is temporary. Yeah, it is. And therefore, um, yep. and therefore w- the question we ask is it would marrying this person bring me closer to Jesus Yeah, and, and bring Jesus in essence, um, into my life in a way where I'm closer to the person he intends me to be in eternity Right. for the 60 years max that we may exactly. be married here. Is that going to be, um, God's clearest best to grow closer to him? Yeah. Um, and then there and all the other benefits we get in marriage are there too, but yes, the companionship and the fun and yeah, the children. And, but but in all of those things, I think the Lord just want he's, it's always his desire to draw us closer to him. And so how beautiful that there's one other person that can continue to bring you back to yep. the Lord yep. and, and, ref, and bring, you know, refining and correction and, um, and love and support and all that. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, this topic is, this topic is huge. I've been engaged before. And, you know, I, that was like the coolest day that, you know, he got down on one knee and promised to make a promise. And I promised to make a promise that day. And there's a lot to that, but yeah, there's always, there's just so much redemption. Yes. And thank you for sharing this because this is an aspect of your story that you don't have to share. No one would ever have to know. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot that you were engaged. You know, because you've had, it was like another life for you. Right. But I'm, I'm, I just know that there's something so powerful that happens when we share testimony yep. and when we, when we share what God has done and the, you know, the mistakes we've made. Yep. And so, um, so th- thank you for sharing that because I believe that there's, there's also people that have had you know, these broken engagements or whatever, whatever it is that they can know that they're not alone and there's hope. 
Right. And, and, and so, I mean, I think there's probably two audiences as, as I'm thinking about this. There are those who, who need to take what I'm sharing as a lesson hmm. to say, okay, you can, you can ask tough questions and probably should. Yeah. In fact, you really must. The other would be those who've had a broken relationship like yep. mine, and it might be broken in an engagement hmm. or maybe even broken before an engagement. Some of those yeah, can still be breakup. really hurtful. There's a lot of people or that broken, resonate with this concept. Or a that, broken marriage. Like they're, yeah. they, the, but, the, but the point is, and I think why God would even want me to share this, is that um, I'm, on a, I'm actually, on, as I said, I'm on a project of surfacing things that could be shameful. Yeah. to me because I've been in a shame bound life and a shame bound hmm. culture and just basically say, you know, I can, I share this, like, you know what? God works all things together for good yeah, exactly. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Not all things are good. Yeah. This relationship was not good. The breakup was a, a painful good, but not yeah. like, you yeah. see what I mean? Yep, but, absolutely. but God's worked things in my life that couldn't have been otherwise without this and hmm. I therefore I thank him for it and I can yeah. praise him for it I it there is no more shame in my life period so even the <laughs> bad screw-ups and mistakes and sin are trophies of how good God is and therefore there's no problem in talking about it yeah no secrets yeah we are we are being brought back to yep. the garden where which, we are naked which, and unashamed. Yes, in the engagement period and actually in divorce prevention, which is surfacing all your past crap. Yep. And getting it all in the light. Walking in the light as he's in light. Then we have fellowship with each other. There is no true love and fellowship yep. without walking in the light. Yep. Getting it out and open and laid bare. Everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Everything. Yep. Yeah. But I am so grateful for this conversation. I believe in redemption and I believe in healing and we're, we're also waiting and we're in this time of, of waiting for Christ to return for, for him to take us as the, as his bride. And so it's almost like we're in a, an we're engaged <laughs> an engaged That's time a good with analogy. the Lord. That's right. We are. And therefore under the, all the pressures of this time, right? Yeah, we are. Under trials that yep. put, the, put the heat on our yep. faith. It's always, it's always a joy when you come on the podcast, Dad. Thanks. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. My dad is so honest and so great. I just, I'm, I feel really blessed by this conversation with him. It was really eye-opening for me. The time of engagement is not marriage. It is a practice ground for marriage. And I think that people should really treat it that way. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are engaged, if you are thinking about becoming engaged, I want to encourage you to reach out for help, to talk to friends, talk to family, talk to a wonderful and really good premarital counselor to dig into all this stuff and do it intentionally because the stakes are high. Marriage is so important and get this stuff out of the way before you get married. Thank you guys for being here and we will see you next week where we continue this series on divorce prevention. Remember, there is redemption, there is healing in Jesus, and there is always, always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next time.